Let's talk Tanya for Purim, the 14th of Adar. Happy Purim, Afrelech and Purim. Appropriately, we are in the middle of the topic of joy, and we are today going to start chapter 34. In the last chapter, chapter 33, we spoke about the joy that comes from identifying with the godly soul and contemplating the idea of God's unity. And when we understand that God is one and the only one, He's everywhere, He's in everything and every experience, we feel very close to God. We have this intimacy with God that brings us to joy. Historically, there were people who actually lived up to this ideal. We're talking about great people such as the Ovais, the forefathers, Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov, Moshe Rabbeinu. These are people to whom Achtus Hashem was their reality. They lived it, they breathed it, they felt it, they experienced it. It caused in them a total lack of ego because, after all, there is no me. There's nothing other than Hashem. There's the unity of Hashem. Hashem is everything. And obviously, this closeness that they felt to God meant that they also experienced the tremendous joy of this closeness, this nearness to God. But how about the rest of us? Let's be honest. We can think from today till tomorrow about God's unity. We are not going to get to that place where we, where we really live it and feel it and it becomes our reality. In fact, because our souls are on a lower level than these great people who we just mentioned, we wouldn't be able to tolerate this living this way. Historically, there was one time when the truth of God's unity was revealed to us, revealed to the world, and we couldn't tolerate it. That was by the giving of the Torah, when God spoke to us and the truth of His unity was apparent to everyone, and our sages tell us that the result was that all the Jewish people who were present, their souls left their bodies. They couldn't take it. So if we can't truly experience and feel and live the oneness of God, can we take joy in it? The answer is yes. And how is that? After the giving of the Torah, when it became clear that the world can't tolerate it, we, the Jewish people, we weren't able to tolerate and handle this tremendous revelation of God's unity, God said, okay, but there's one place, I need one place in this world where my unity will be clear and apparent, and that was in the Mishkan, the tabernacle, and afterwards in the Holy of Holies, specifically, and afterwards in the Holy Temple, and specifically in the Holy of, Holy Chamber, Holy of Holies chamber, which housed the Ark, which housed the tablets. That's where God's unity was present and revealed. The tablets represent the Torah, which means that until this very day, there is one place where God's unity is clear and apparent, and that is in the Torah. When we study Torah, and when the Torah becomes part of us, we are actually at this moment, whether we are consciously aware of it or not, we are becoming part of God's unity. When we study Torah, we should stop for a moment and think about this, and realize, whether I get it or not, right now, my soul is right now being subsumed in God's unity. At this moment, God's unity is taking me over. And if we think about this for a little, and we internalize this idea, that can lead us to a great joy, even if overall we can't really relate to the idea of God's unity and God being everywhere and everything at all times. That is when we're studying Torah. But for most of us, we're not studying Torah a whole day. What about the rest of the day? That will be the discussion in tomorrow's Tanya.